Um, so I think maybe it's just that generational gap and the differences are vast between Generation X and Generation Z, for example. There are vast differences. And if you can't relate to that, it's always very difficult to then try and manage somebody who's like that. So my advice is always just take a step back and have a look at yourself first. Hello, and welcome to the Helping Organisations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions, and robust strategies to help their companies thrive. We'll be interviewing business leaders, owners, experts, and thought leaders in the field of business resilience. Do enjoy the episode. Welcome to Helping Organisations Thrive. Uh, Today, I have uh, Rebecca Clayton on the show. Uh, Good morning to you, Rebecca. Hi, Julian. Thanks for having me. Uh, Good to see you. Uh, You are the director and co-owner of Our Human Resources, uh, where you provide professional and pragmatic HR solutions to SMEs and charities from one to 50-ish employees. And today we're going to be exploring, which I think will be really helpful to to leaders, is um, exploring Gen Z in the workplace, how to manage them, how to get the best out of them, uh, and perhaps take away some some negativity people perhaps have of them. Uh, But before we we get into that conversation, Rebecca, uh, what do you love about uh, what you do? It's a great question, Julian. So I've worked in HR for 20 years-ish now, and I just love supporting businesses to get the best out of their people. So that starts with setting their people plan for the year that aligns with the business goals and their um, um, opportunities. And it's just making their employees thrive whilst they're working for their organisation. So it's coming up with lots of different solutions. And also when things don't go to plan. So um, there are reactive situations that every organisation has to deal with when it comes to their people. So I just do thrive on a problem and just helping organisations to solve their people issues. So I think that's what I love about working in HR and what I, what I do. So you're a big problem solver. Mm-hmm. Love a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we try and work with our clients on a react, uh, sorry, a proactive basis. So that's where your plan comes in. So what do you want to do this year with your people? What's your plan around well-being? engagement recruitment and tension issues that you might have but people are people and things happen and um, we have to respond to those so yeah if a problem comes up happy to work with the client and help them resolve it excellent that's good to hear um so today we're going to be talking about uh sort of gen z in the workplace and uh, i know there's some i guess you could say negative overtones of who who they are uh, but just so people know who they are, because there's always an assumption that we always think people know exactly who we're talking about. So could you describe who the Gen Z are and, and perhaps some of the negatives that have come from it or can come from that sort of, uh, sort of particular generation? Yeah, of course. So Gen Z are people that were born in the mid to late 1990s to the early 2010s. Um, They entered the workforce for the first time in 2019, and over the next 10 years, Gen Z will make up a third of the workforce. So boomers will start to retire, um, Generation Y will move into senior roles, and like I said, Gen Z will make up quite a large part of the workforce. 
So I always think that Generation Z are also known as the on-demand generation. They can have anything they want when they want it, from binge-watching a Netflix service series to um, ordering their food of choice that arrives within 20 minutes without leaving their home, and they can have things ordered um, by the next day. So they really are um, really the on-demand generation, don't have to wait for things. Um, Obviously, I'm generalising, so not all employees will fit into um, what I'm describing as a Gen Z. So my advice, first of all, would be to take my advice, but remember that um, one approach doesn't always fit. So all employees are different. So it's just looking at what works for your organisation and your culture. But it is really sad, actually, because of the last six to 12 months, I have heard some negative feedback about Generation Z, and I didn't hear that about the generation prior to that. So some of the things I've heard is that Gen Z don't like to be given feedback. They can't take criticism. They're leaving organisations quite quickly um, because they're not getting promoted in the timescales that they think um, they want. They do challenge um, the need for workplace hierarchy. And the other one I've heard is that they're quite open about their issues in the workplace and they're often not sensitive to the impact they have on others. But they're just some of the things I have heard, um, which, you know, do feel and sound quite negative. Yeah, and I've got um, children who are in that Gen Z um, scenario. <laughs> and, and and obviously, they're always, almost given the, the title, the snowflake generation. And oh, yeah, uh, my kids, I my, yeah. and I hate that. I hate that term as well. And uh, my children are far from snowflakes. Um, they, they, they work hard and they're yeah. out there. And obviously, we're generalizing here and yeah. um, in, in, not in, to, to polarize in that sense, but um, uh, but there is that talk about them and you know and it's interesting you, know, you just said that fact i think you said is it a third of the workforce in 10 years sorry in 10 years time they will make up a third of the workforce yes. which is significant and, and is. so we need to sort of sit up and think about how do we manage and it's not just obviously gens it's, it's all generations and how that interplays so so just taking some of that negative uh, how how should we sort of i guess turn that well firstly where do you think that negativity is Activity has come from uh, within this sort of what you've sort of read in the last sort of uh, six to 12 months? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think um, it's coming from the older generations. So um, it is coming from, um, you know, people who've been in the workplace for a long time. Um, they've managed businesses for a long time. And maybe they don't like you and I have children in Generation Z. So it's quite a different generation to them and they don't have experience of how to manage them in the workplace. So I think um, my advice to a business owner is always, always to take a step back and look at themselves um, because I think it's a learning curve for them. Um, so I think maybe it's just that generational gap and the differences are vast between Generation X and Generation Z, for example, there are vast differences. And if you can't relate to that, it's always very difficult to then try and manage somebody who's like that. So mm -hmm. my advice is always just take a step back and have a look at yourself first and then move forward from that. So taking this this generation that are going to be quite significant and they're going to be basically the future leaders uh, in mm -hmm. the next sort of 10, 20 years, 20 years of, of yeah. our businesses, um, what should we do to try and embrace them and uh, create environments that will help them really thrive and just, just get the best out of them? 
Sure. So first of all, I'll just look at their qualities. Um, I was really surprised to um, read uh, about this, but actually when it does make sense when you think about it. So they're actually really realistic about finances. So they've grown up in a possession, possibly grown up in a possession, and they've seen the impact it's had on their parents who may have lost their jobs as a result. They're seeing the cost of living crisis and the impact on their parents. Um, and also they if they went to university, they went to university when the fees were introduced. So um, they possibly got quite a lot of financial, uh, sorry, student debt. So actually finance secure, financial security and progressing is really important to them. So it was a surprise to read that, but actually it completely makes sense now that I've reflected on it. Mm. Um, they were born, born into a digital age, so they are 24-7 um, and they're very tech-savvy. But they're actually more cautious and selective about what they share online than the previous generation to them, uh, which, again, is quite interesting. So, like I said, they are motivated by security and having a job. So that kind of clashes with this theory that they're moving around between jobs quite quickly because actually they do value security. So I think if they find the right organisation that they can Mm. develop in, I think they'll stay and hopefully they'll want to progress they are possibly more competitive than previous generations. They do want independence. They value that independence. They can multitask and boy, they can have lots of different screens open at one time. Um, rather than me, I just like to have one or two screens open. They can have lots of screens open at the same time. Um, and actually they prefer to communicate face-to-face. Um, if that's online, that's fine, but they do like that face-to-face. Um, impact and finally they are more entrepreneurial so they're very creative in their thinking so they're they're really great qualities about generation z just on just on that um the financial security which is Mm. interesting one i didn't realize that obviously it makes sense in terms of what they've gone through um and there's almost that that conflict between they do tend to move around that's the sort of the data says that um what is it? Why do you think they're moving around? If, if they want this financial security, that you'd more like to stay in a business and get that, or what is it? Why are they sort of moving? I think it's possibly two things. So maybe the environment is not ready for them. So we've talked before that um, in the current work environments, it's different generations who might not be quite ready and set up for them. So they're coming into a culture that doesn't match their values and their needs. Um, But obviously, because they are competitive and because they've got this financial drive to do better for themselves, they are constantly looking elsewhere for an opportunity. And due to COVID, the workplace has opened up. So the opportunities to um, look outside of your immediate location for work opportunities has really opened up. So, for example, um, you know, they could be looking at a job in London, but actually it's based from home. So I think they've got much more choice. So I think that choice then therefore leads to people moving around a little bit more. I hope that mm. answers the question. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense, actually. And I think, as you say, things have I've opened up a lot more and we're more in a, a generation that has this sort of more hybrid, certainly since um, mm. COVID happened uh, as well. And so, you know, you, you know, you mentioned a number of strengths, you know, entrepreneurialness as well. Um, how can we, I suppose, and it's using those strengths in in, in organisations and and taking those individuals of, of that generation and, and say not assuming everybody's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we incorporate that into the cultures, into the organisations, and I suppose mm-hmm. use them 
to really get the best out of them that will help an organisation. Yeah, sure. Okay, so just some top headlines. First of all, just to, um, as a reminder, they want flexibility about how they work. So you mentioned hybrid earlier. Um, They do like the hybrid model, um, but they do like that face-to-face get-together as well. So um, it's just reminding that, you know, if you haven't got an office, um, you know, look at alternative ways to bring them together with the workforce. They do value a diverse workforce as well, and we can come on to that in just a moment. Um, and also they're very tech savvy. So it's not just the hardware that you can give them that's up to date. They want really efficient systems and processes. Um, and obviously they want different social media channels in order to communicate. But we can, they're just headlines. We can go through those in just a moment. And just, sorry, just, want, just, sorry, just on that um, flexibility piece, um, yeah. which just talks about hybrid. And you said that they 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 like face to face, which which is a surprise to me. I don't know why that surprised me. Um, I just feel that they've a generation that have grown up on seeing people on screens all the time because um, of YouTube and all sorts of Instagram yeah. and everything else. Yeah. But that they actually prefer in person. Some might do. Yeah, I think they're a very um, social generation. So it might not necessarily be going into the office every day, but they do like that connection. Mm. Um, I think connection has been lost over the past couple of years. And that's the generation that have been impacted, I think, the most about Mm. connections and just building those connections. But they also might not know really how to connect with others on a face to face basis in a working environment. So they might want it, but they're not quite sure how to go about doing it. So I think it's um, an uh, an organisation that can really help them to understand what it is to be face to face. But yeah, I think they. I am hearing that they are a very sociable organ, a sociable generation that want to come together. Okay. Um, and obviously, they want to make an impact to the organisation and see their contribution, um, and they want to see that quite quickly. So there's a number of things we can do. Um, obviously, we talked about team collaboration. I'm hearing that they do value social interaction, um, so do encourage that. Remembering to give the opt-out option for some of those that don't want it, because not everyone will fit into this model that we're talking about. They choose video over phone calls. Um, So, Mm. yeah, encourage, if you are hybrid, that video's on and do your one-to-ones, do your annual appraisals on the video. Encourage multi-generational working so that everyone can learn from each other. Um, You might need to step in and manage any conflict that might arise, but it's encouraging your team to work together, to question each other and to challenge, but in a positive manner. So I think team collaboration is really important because they want to be part of a team, but they want to to feel heard. And they, you know, want to do that in a way that's not a conflict. Mm. Moving on to the second area, um, we've talked about financial stability. So that's really more important to them than Generation Y. Um, so really look at your, your offering from a salary point of view to make sure it is competitive. And please don't say salary is competitive on your job adverts because they don't want that. They want to know what is the salary that you're offering, offering them. But also they're really interested in benefits and having a mix of benefits. So look at what you can offer from an employee package that's not just salary. So that might be, for example, 
um, anything that might help them financially. So vouchers, for example, um, in, in order to get or discounts. It used to be, you know, you used to offer gym membership or you used to be offer buying more holidays. I don't really think that applies to this generation. I think they're looking for something a little bit different and mm. tailored to them. And also be ready to negotiate because this generation can negotiate. <laughs> so that's you know, interesting. Like, so the, yeah. well, quite, the, but it's been quite open and transparent about the when you post the job, isn't it? In terms of, I know that's become more of a thing about just put it the does. actual yeah. value of the salary rather than say it's competitive because what is competitive? What's competitive? Uh, yeah, because um, yeah. uh, transparency they really value transparency. So being open about the salary and the benefits that you offer but also being open about your culture. I know um, just goes back to what we were talking about earlier. They really want to understand your culture. So doing that during your recruitment process is really important. Um, and during your recruitment um, interview, for example, they will be asking you lots of questions because they want to make sure it's right for them. So be prepared for those questions about, you know, the question might be, why should I come and work for you, for example? Um, they won't be afraid to ask that. So I think it's been ready yeah. with an answer. They're quite, they're quite savvy, aren't they, really, in terms yeah. of, say, that the money side, which is, I think, slightly different to the millennials, which were more about the how the ways of working, the broader benefits. Yeah. And these are more like salary, what kind of get get benefits will be financially better for me, not just about yes. a gym membership. And, and that transparency, being open about, as you say, the culture and and all the things you see about in, in, in how you interact and onboard people is keep it very open. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, so, yeah, career development. I think career development has been important for all the generations. But um, with Generation Z employees, um, they they want it quicker because, like I say, they are the on-demand generation. So they want to progress quite quickly. And that sometimes clashes with organisations, quite rightly, because you need to prove yourself in an organisation. You need to be given projects um, and you are not going to get a big project um, and a big promotion without showing um, that the, without building that trust and showing what you can do. So I think it's really setting expectations with Gen Z employees. And like I said, that starts with showcasing your culture in the recruitment stage, talking about what are their expectations in the interview process, and therefore saying, well, what we can offer you as an organisation um I think it's been very clear on the timeline and experience needed in order for progression to occur mm. and give opportunities to fail in a safe environment. Obviously, I'm a HR consultant, so you have to have a succession plan, goes without saying. So having those regular performance development plan discussions is really important, but you can be quite frank with this generation. Um, I mean, a lot of people saying they can't take criticism. I'm not so sure about that. I think they can take criticism, but make sure you're ready to have that debate with them about why you're giving that feedback and what's the um, evidence and detail around that feedback. Mm. Um, yeah, the other thing I didn't mention earlier is that one of the things I've heard is that some businesses are worried that they're coming into the workplace without the skills to equip them. Say, for example, communication, receiving feedback time management, how to behave appropriately in the workplace. So therefore, companies really need to look at whether they need to offer this training. 
um, mm-hmm. as part of the onboarding experience because why do you think they've not got that experience well experience? I know and I haven't yeah Jill, I haven't got to the bottom of that yet because it's, it's quite interesting and um, whether it's a gap in schools and colleges or universities I don't know whether it's a budget thing that's it, they've been cut back whether they're not getting part-time jobs while studying possibly might be another thing um it could be because of covid and being much more online and not that face-to-face mm. so i don't i don't actually know the answer to that um but it's it's something that is coming through from businesses that they are missing those those basic skills so it's interesting because because i know when, at school, when i was at school which was a long time ago i had no sort of communication skills training none of this stuff that they have nowadays and and perhaps it is the the covid impact where they've had lots of online stuff and and i know you know they've lost that skill of interacting and being sociable with people and and there's this perception that that that's why they're all about video and online but actually Mm. they've just had the opportunity have they yeah so the last two or three years has been massively impacted yeah because i think schools and universities do focus on this but because of that um issue of not being able to get together in the environment and work on these skills because we have been online i think they have this unfortunately this is the generation that have missed those opportunities I think you know for example work experience went on hold for a couple of years I know a lot of my clients are now starting to look at having people come back in for work experience um so there is a gap of a, you know at least two to three years where people weren't able to go and get some work experience so it could be that as well um, so I think just summarising, um, or, or just going back to social media, um, I mean, we talk about TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. I don't have much knowledge of TikTok. But um, using that as an example, this is the generation that I'm on TikTok. So companies that can embrace TikTok, and it fills me with a bit of dread because, um, yeah, it's it's completely unknown to me. Um, but it's really helping organisations and individuals connect And it's a great, unique way of showcasing company culture. So, for example, industries such as marketing and advertising are all over this. Um, As you can imagine, um, they're using lots of different social media platforms to engage job seekers Mm. um, and to also raise work. And also TikTok is a very good example for raising challenging workplace topics. So there's lots of videos on there that people are tapping into. So it's just looking at that communication channels social media how it could work for your culture because yeah generation z want to see this in the workplace mm-hmm. so that's it in summary so having somebody or a group of people who are from the gen z sort of um generation what would be just to try and keep it i guess the, the positives of this the sort of the benefits of having those individuals and 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 obviously talks about how we can get the best out of them. But what, what are the benefits of those in the organisation? The benefits of Gen Z in the organisation. Is that the question? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they come with yeah. I think they come with lots of benefits. I think that if if you're looking um, for um, people to come in with technology and new ideas and how to improve what you do I think generations are definitely um, the generation to do that because they're so tech savvy and mm. um, they've like I said they've been born into a digital age they will improve your systems without a doubt um, but it's uh, you've got to allow that to happen 
um, and allow people to come in and do that. Um, other benefit benefits, um, they're really interesting innovation. So again, if you're looking to grow your organisation, um, I really would consider bringing in um, possibly, you know, not a graduate because not everyone are graduates. Um, you know, people choose to enter the workforce with different qualifications or through experience. But really looking at bringing in a Gen Z to bring in some fresh ideas um, and different ways about doing things. But again, be ready um, to manage those expectations and to work with them. Because mm. if you're going to ask them to come in and improve something, they'll want to see that improvement. So you must allow it to happen. Mm. Um, and they they just want flexibility, I think, and they want to come in and have fun as well. Um, the workplace mm. needs to be fun; it needs to be social. Um, so I think they can definitely bring some fun to the workplace. Yeah, and just just on what you've said before, it, it seems to me that a benefit is they will heighten your transparency of, of your business because that's what they sort of demand in some ways. Yes. And 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 to be honest, transparency at any level sort of type of person is is always a benefit anyway uh in terms of how we lead and how we uh, sort of uh, open our organizations up to each other and creating those cultures mm-hmm. um and i also think the that that, that savviness that financial yeah. savviness yeah uh, certainly if, if somebody's more in a businessy sort of orientated type role will be good uh, and the fact that they're quite sort of you know entrepreneurial as well and mm-hmm. go about things i think there's some and i think it's it's, t- it's taking those the benefits of, of their generation, what they've been exposed to and, and what yeah. they experience, this is generalization, and, and just embracing it and thinking, what can I use in a way that can take our business forward? Uh, and like what you've already said. So um any sort of last sort of thoughts on 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 how we sort of sort of perceive Gen Z or manage them or inspire them? Any other thoughts on that? Yeah, I would just, you know, just to close really, they are really open-minded, I think is a really great benefit of them. Um being open-minded is part of their life um I think they've access to all this information on the internet for example um but they're also very accepting of gay relationships and transgender transgender rights as well um so they will encourage and they'll harness um they'll create inclusive workplaces so I think that's another benefit as well of genocide is that they are open-minded they go with the flow um and you know if you get if you can manage them right i think they'll be actually easier to manage than what you think mm-hmm. um but i think it's just creating those the, the right workplace for them the right environment managing those expectations allowing them some career progression keeping on top of that salary and the benchmarking and the, and the benefits that you offer um and you know really think carefully about integrating them into the workplace and giving them the support that they need Oh, brilliant. Um, thank you for your time today, uh, Rebecca. I really You're appreciate welcome. that. That's really helpful. I think it, people need to take heed to that and uh, to really embrace them uh, and sort of and to go through what you've just said in terms of how to manage them and, and inspire them. Um, if people want to connect with you and get to know you, what's the best way of doing that? So I'm on LinkedIn. Um, so you can contact me via LinkedIn. We um, Or our internet address, our website address is www.rhumanresources.co.uk or if anybody wants to drop me um, an email it's info at rhumanresources.co.uk excellent well thank you for today much appreciated you're welcome thank you very much thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode 
If you do like this episode, then please do rate, review, and share with your friends and colleagues. As a coaching practice, we coach high-performing leaders and teams with extreme ambitions. We'll help you to go beyond what you believe is possible. If this sounds like you, then let's have a conversation with me. Contact me at julianrobertsconsulting.com. Thank you.